everybody, it's Neil the Dashley Gentleman. And with me I have Frank. Say hi, Frank! What up? And tonight, we're going to be talking about fatherhood. Sort of. <laughs> Something like that. You know, we're going to call it fatherhood. That's the title of the podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what we're doing. We're talking about fatherhood. A surprise! Well, it's it's more about fatherhood today and parenting and millennials. Yeah, I mean, it's mostly going to be, I guess, fatherhood because that's all I feel qualified to speak on. And we are we are <laughs> we are dudes, so can't really just encapsulate it all into just parenting. No, it takes a uh, most of the time fifty percent additional effort from someone else. <laughs> it, at least. <laughs> So, uh, how you like being a dad, dude? I think it's great. Yeah? Yeah, I mean, it's fun. I think it's a lot of fun, and I also think that, um, you know, it's it's fun. It gets you, lets you experience a whole bunch of different things that um, you you otherwise probably wouldn't have cared about, but you get to see in, like, a whole new light. Because, you know, to you, it's like, yeah, it's a controller. But then, like, you know, to my son, he's just like, <gasps> Daddy, can I touch it? Yeah, you can play with it. <gasps> I can play with it? Yeah, and he just, I mean, there's nothing even, it's not even connected. He's, and he just runs around like it's the greatest thing ever. And, and I'm like, that's cool. Minor things. Or like, um, you know, you, you, you see fireworks go off. And this little asshole acts like it's like Haley's Comet greatest thing he's ever seen in his life a completely life-altering experience and i'm like me you know me i'm sitting there like looking at fireworks and i'm thinking about like what money i have to spend on groceries and he's just like completely like melting down and i'm like okay i'm vicariously enjoying it much more now that i'm watching you do it versus just me staring at the fireworks well i mean he's he's enjoying it he's it's like the highlight of his day week month you know you name it i think i think what i love things i love about kids especially kids that are are really young is that they they haven't grown into that uh f- like make a like fake it till you make it stage where like you know whenever they are sad you fucking know it <laughs> whenever they're happy they're i mean there there is no there's no hiding it i mean they don't even try and, and i and i love it i mean like when my son is happy i mean he is he is just super pumped about everything whenever he said I don't want to, Daddy. I'm sad. Why are you sad? <laughs> Not an acceptable answer, but you know, I get it. You're sad, and I, so I mean, like, whenever you, when you do something, and it's like you, you, you can, you know, when you hit gold, because sure. like the, um, the again, the, the unfiltered reaction, be like, you know, like, like, hey, I just got this. I just got the sucker. Do you want it? Uh, fuck yeah! Good. You do like the Tim Tebow like every time. Some like you do something good. You're just like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's definitely definitely a perk. Uh, what are the downsides of being a dad? Other parents. Other parents, go on. Other parents, I cannot. St- like, I look, we we go to. F- we go to functions for um, other little kids and some whatever sometimes, and so therefore, it's like these other parents, for reasons I'm not totally sure why, 
they have to come up and interact with me. And I'm like, I mean, like, it's like, here's the kids. And then like, here's me, you know, I, I don't, I, I'm letting my kids play with the other kids and interact with them. And then I just kind of watch them from afar. And, and like, you know, I want to make sure that like my, my kids don't scratch or bite anybody or whatever. And, but beyond that, they're pretty much on their own. Yet they fall, get up, you know what I mean? Like that, that's it. You know, and, but then like these other parents, they like create like this, like forest of, of people around these other kids. And then they come up to me and they're, they're like, oh, hi, my name is John. And I'm like, Oh, oh. cool. Great. I, I work in marketing. Like that's wonderful. Good for you. Yeah. You know, I mean, I gotta, Bye, John. <laughs> like, I don't look what part of me being way far away from all of you looks like I want to interact with any of you. Well, I mean, you gotta, you gotta think of it this way, Frank. And I think this is where you're missing it. Um, they want to know who their kids are playing with and who their kids' parents are. So, I mean, it's a, it's a precautionary uh, measure that they take. I mean, even if, even if I don't want to make friends, like if I had a kid, if I didn't, didn't want to make friends with other people, which I typically don't, but I'd be like, Who's that kid's parents? I want, I want to get to know them just a little bit to know I if I need to call the cops because I, I think don't... Mate, I, I think that like I spent so much time like in like the like the malls where like you have like the general child pit mm -hmm. and then the parents just sort of like they're on the outside mm -hmm. to where like we, we you know you just don't talk to each other and and I love that because I sit on my bench and I, I you know I read my book Got my kids right there. Read my book. And no one talks and it's wonderful. And but then like so some of these like, you know, we go out to these little parks and, and like they come up and they want to shake my hand. And I'm like, ah, but like, why? I mean, you know, just go uh, acknowledge that. Uh, like, uh, and then, you know, uh, and then we're done. You know, I mean, if I could, I would use like I wish that there was a universal like parental flags you know like they do in the navy like you know like like not child molester and then just <laughs> i'm not i swear I'm, I'm i'm good to my kids i'm not a child molester but i don't want to talk to you <laughs> that, that's another thing that that is bad about being a parent so, so like just at random my son this 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 wonderful tiny human being that brings so much joy to me i almost destroyed him in an applebee's because we went to eat and and he's sitting there and he's eating his french fries and i don't hit my kids i just don't i mean it's because like i don't really ever feel like i really need to and we give him timeouts and whatever yeah. and then we just we, we talk to him and i reached for the ketchup and this oh no i'm sorry it wasn't applebee's it was fucking it was even worse it was sunday morning at a goddamn cracker barrel so <laughs> like, it, it's it's like i mean like it all the all the church going people are all there you know and, and so and i reach for ketchup and this little fuck he he like he goes, he goes, like, I'm just going to just built him right across the back of the head. And I'm like, and I mean, and like, like the entire section we were in just got dead silent. I was like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> and I'm like, I've never, I've never hit you in the fucking face before in your life. I mean, like, man, I, I may or may not have paddled your ass a couple of times, but I mean, like, I've never beat the shit out of you. And he acted like I was just going to rock his world just right <laughs> across the fucking jaw. And and I'm, uh, the, the rest of the time that I was there, there were always these grandparents. Like, 
I get my eye on you. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> if he beats that boy, I'm going to kill him. I'm like, oh, my God. Why did you do that? I mean, like, what possessed you to all of a sudden just flinch like that? Like, oh, man, he acted like, I, I mean, it's the kind of flinching you get whenever, like, Daddy took his napkin and he threw all the silverware in it and he just starts balling it up. You know, <laughs> like I was like, dude, way overreacting. I mean, I read for ketchup. At least not again, Dad. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, what the, fuck? what the actual fuck, man? Uh, so, so that's a, that's a big negative because I mean, like, talk about like, you know, it, it, a, a real fast way to lose credibility with everyone else in the room. <laughs> yeah, you know? I mean, like everyone in the room just. The worst part too is there was cops there. Oh yeah, I love it. Love it when you get fucking, a group of fucking, cops. Yeah, know. fucking highway patrol is sitting like three tables down, and they're they're like, uh huh. <laughs> I'm like, oh come on, <laughs> you little fucker. <laughs> and he thought it was so. He thought he was being so goddamn funny. I bet he did. Oh, he just was chuckling the whole fucking time we were there. And I'm like, now I really do want to hit you. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm going to keep it here. And I'm not. But I really fucking want to. <laughs> if I could, I would strike you down with all my anger. Uh, but other parents, other parents are the, the biggest, the biggest negative in the world for multiple reasons. One, I don't like to interact with people normally whether they're parents or not. So like when somebody comes up and just randomly shakes my hand, I become like hyper concerned. But like, why are you talking to me? <laughs> what do you want? Gunny you know? weed. <laughs> and like, so like, I, I mean, like, I guess like maybe it's just because I've moved to so many places and so many weird things have happened to me where like, I, I just, you know, people start talking and I'm like, uh huh. <laughs> and I'm waiting for the, the dun, 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 where like, you know, Oh, like, hey, you know, my, my name's Phil. I want to suck your dick. Oh. Can we go behind the tree over there? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, like, like, my name's Phil. And God tells me I need to kill you. I'm like, whoa, okay, no. I mean, I just, I wait for, I wait for shit like that. So, like, when someone just comes up, they start having, like, a casual conversation with me. Like, out of nowhere, I, I just, I, I'm hyper defensive. And, and I'm just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. And I just, what are you doing, dude? Why are you talking to me? I don't care about you. <laughs> like, I, I, do, I cannot describe to you my, my level of give a shit and how low it is. And the other, but the thing, but the thing, the thing that's the worst is you see how other parents interact with their kids. Yes. Okay. That, how, that I can agree with you with. Like, how infuriating it can be, especially whenever, like, I think the thing that it's it's frustrating. Like we went to a birthday party uh, last Saturday, and it, it was heartbreaking. Where there are these kids that they're not the same age as my kids. They're 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 about they're about twice twice as age. They're like six six seven, and they're running around and they're trying so hard to get their parents' attention. They want so desperately for 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 mommy to notice and then to to see him do a flip on the trampoline or whatever, and mommy's just. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's great, baby. And I'm like, would it kill you to look at him? I mean, like, the whole time I was there, I, didn't, I mean, like, I had my phone out when he was, like, on the other fucking end of the park, and, and I'm, I'm watching him, and he's playing with all the kids. I'm like, okay, now I'll, I'll, I'll mess around on my phone a little bit. 
Yeah. Because like anytime that he tried to get my attention, that phone's fucking gone. If we sit at the dinner table, phones are in the other room. I mean, that's like a dead zone for whenever like my, my wife and I are, we only have dinner with the kids. Phones are gone. You yeah. Know? No toys, no toys, no phones at the table. When we go out to eat, you know, my phone sits on the corner, but usually like I'll have it like on vibrate so I can tell if work calls me or whatever. Sure. But I mean, I, I've gone to dinners with my kids and my kids are just going fucking critical because we're playing with them at the table and they're having an absolute like nutty blast and they're being really good. And then the next table, like literally next to us has kids the same age as mine kid or kids and both parents. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the, and the kids are just like, you know, mommy, look at this, mommy, look at this kid's got a fucking knife in this hand and a fork in this hand. He's swinging them all the fuck over the place. And parents are, I'm like your child has a knife. <laughs> I don't know. I ain't. I ain't gonna fucking stop him because you know, yeah, you know, uh, fucking like Darwinism here. But you know, <laughs> I mean, I feel like, I feel like if you were really responsible, you may, you may be moderately concerned. Now would be the time. Right. I mean, like he's swinging a piece, dog. I mean, it's not good. Yeah, I will agree with you 100 percent on the whole other parents and their parenting tactics thing. Like. There's so many different methods, schools of thought, you know, you name it. I mean, it's just, and I see all of them as wrong because it's not the way I would do it. And it pisses me off. So I'm like, mm-hmm. why? Like, and I don't want to be that guy because, every, like, nobody does parenting correctly. I mean, no, it's, it's all nobody just, does. You, you all just kind of fucking meander your way through the parenting process and hopefully they come out okay, which they won't, but hopefully they'll come out less fucked up than they could have come out. <laughs> I mean, you just have to do the best job that you possibly can. Yeah. And, you know, and it's like there, there is no, there is no right way, but there are definitely better ways. So right. it's like you, you need to be attentive, loving, nurturing, but the caveat of that is don't be overly nurturing and don't be overly caring because they need to toughen the fuck up. And I know people hate to hear that. They're just children. Yeah, but they're going to grow up to be adults. Yeah. So, I mean, true. like, you know, if you're, if your kid fucks up and the other kid is pissed and he fucks up your kid, it, you're almost under an obligation to let him at least get fucked up a little bit. Right. Be like, because you fucked up and you know you did. So, I mean, get your ass beat a little bit, let him handle it. And then, you know, if the, if like, you know, the other kid tries to beat your kid's head in with a fucking rock, okay, now you can kind of separate him. Yeah, that's gone. a little too far. I mean, you gotta that, get That being said, bullying, not not what I'm talking about. Right. You know, like, I mean, like if, if like your kid shoves another kid and then he gets his ass beat and then the kid walks away or helps him up or whatever, fine. But I mean, like, Oh my God, fucking, um, new Ryan sent me a, a video earlier today of, of this little girl getting bull. I mean, little girl, like she was maybe five and she's on her little tricycle. Oh, dude, my heart's already going again. And these two, these two other girls, are like terrorizing her and, and she's and they're like they're using grabbing her f- fists and hitting her in the face and shit with them and, and i'm like and i'm like i mean like i could feel my fucking heart just about to detonate in my chest and he's like what would you do with that was meredith and i'm like i'd bury that whole family <laughs> i mean all of them and i was like oh but that's but that's so important to parenting where it's like i'm sure that these kids probably live in an environment that caters to that you know and like even, even if it's they, totally acceptable to do that shit it's not even if they don't though i mean sometimes 
Like, I don't know. I was never... This is going to kind of segue into, you know, personal background and uh, history. But, like, I, I was never taught that hitting is okay. I was never, you know, um, in an environment where there was a lot of abuse. But for some reason, when I was a kid, if I was bullied even, even a little bit, I'd just fucking rage out and almost murder somebody. Like... I remember the last last time when I was a kid, when I, like, I, the furthest back I can remember, um, I was literally beating a kid to death on top of him, just wailing on him. And my mom had to pull him, pull me off of him. The kid was all bloody, my fists were bloody. And I almost took a swing at my mom. And she had to, you know, yell at me and stop me. And she said, Neil, it's, it's mom. And I'm like... Oh, and then I started crying. And she's like, what were you doing? Why were you hitting him? And I was like, he said you were fat. <laughs> and she's oh, like, oh, your mama's so fat jokes. And she's like, I am fat. <laughs> good, good on mom. You know, I'm like, but, but I mean, and, and nowhere in, in my household was I ever taught that hitting is okay. In fact, I got, you know punished for um being any any sort of violent towards anybody else but i mean you can't you can't blame anybody for that but me that was i mean yeah i might have had a you know that's the way i am i have a lot of pent-up anger for whatever reason but i mean no that was never you know explained to me that hitting is okay so i mean you gotta you gotta take all that background into consideration yeah i was i was going to town on the kid am i wrong yeah absolutely but it wasn't my mom's fault, you know? Right, right. And I, and I do agree with that uh, limitedly because, you know, I was the same way. My parents was, you know, you know, you don't start fights. But, I mean, if a fight is started and you and somebody takes a swing at you, then you are obligated to finish it. Right. And moreover, you're obligated to win it. Uh, so I'm like, okay, fine. And so, but at the same time, let's just say, take this little video as an example. And let so then there were there were four children grand total mm. and they all basically took turns terrorizing this little girl now would you say that even though these children were approximately say seven would sure. the, would you say that these children would be able to participate in that level of mob mentality given that they're all brothers and sisters or would you say that if all if all four of them are acting the exact same way would that be a product of environment Hard to say. It's like it's very hard to say. I mean, you, you, there's no way to tell, and unless you can actually spot it happening. I mean, unless like you like go into the house and like yeah. you know like the mom is doing it too, and then you're like, well, obviously that's where it's from. Right. Absolutely. I mean, okay. there, there, there's no way to tell, and and even if everything looks okay, maybe they just developed a little game within each other, you know, and they their parents have no idea. They only do it outside of the house. They um they did this uh I, I know that it, it's been a long time but uh, they finally got an interview with um uh the Columbine shooters okay mom they they had a they had an interview with her mm-hmm. where like you know uh, and I guess like she's just been like amazingly traumatized since it happened I bet shock I'm sure <laughs> but the uh, they asked her you know what were the signs and she's like there wasn't any. You know, I mean, like every day we had dinner and we had good conversations. We had fun with each other. We, you know, we, you know, we talked, you know, they didn't, you know, they, I didn't think they were hiding anything from us. We had a good, wholesome family life. And then they just, they just killed a bunch of people. So I'm, I'm, I'm like, you know, I, that's why I can, I can dig 
in some certain degree that some people are just wired wrong sure. where they just, you know, they're like, I'm going to kill people. You know, my life's fine. I'm not angry. I'm just going to kill a bunch of people. Yeah. Or I'm just going to be unremittingly violent. My parents hate it, but I'm going to do it. And, and you know, that that's personal choice. That's like, what would you, what would you call it? Animal instinct gone awry. Uh, yeah. And so, I mean, that to that level, I can, I can say that parenting definitely had nothing to do with it. Right. Because especially like, you know, if you know, um, they don't come from a broken home, you know, they, 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 they weren't, they weren't like desperate for meals or had to like steal to survive. So like there wasn't really any criminal element or any survival element. It was just this kid just fucking lost his mind somewhere along the way or he never had it and decided he's going to shoot up a school. Fine. But I mean, by and large, you can probably, I would say that there is probably more of the former than the latter, where you have much more people that are the product of their environments than they would be the product of what random evolutionary happenstance. Right. I mean, statistically, probably you're you're correct, but I mean, I I wouldn't say it's by a large majority. I mean, there's just some fucked up people out there sometimes. I don't agree with you know obviously i mean this is kind of a low-hanging fruit but i don't agree with teaching your kids to hate period no no but (laughs) that happens all the time now i mean which is weird i mean like that's weird to me i mean because like like we we live in a uh uh a pretty evenly um mixed race community here in louisiana and and i i go out and i i I hang out with like all the uh the the black dads and and the 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 latino dads and the asian dads i mean like whenever like i see them i don't particularly like talking to anybody but you know whenever we hang out you know i i do hang out with them and my kids fucking want to play with everybody sure you know there's a there's a family right next door this is very very nice black family they come out and they they play with my kids nonstop and and like they cannot tell the difference i mean like my kids it's just the kids next door i've been here for almost two years and i remember their names (laughs) and um I don't know, I remember any of their names. I'm sure that the parents told me their names at some point, but I can't recall because uh, I'm a horrible human being. But uh, so my kids just play with them nonstop. They don't care. But then, it, you know, and on, the, on that same level, we were at the mall and it was so fucking weird because we were at the mall and my kids start playing. We and they're running around. And then this um, this black lady shows up with her kids and the kids run in we and they start playing with my kids and i'm like cool to me it's business as normal mm-hmm. the the black lady stands up and says get your asses over here and the kids are oh it goes you don't play with those white kids get your stuff and we're leaving and i'm like wow seriously really they're like four i'm like what what the fuck i mean like you live in like this this community that's basically 50 50. right and, and everybody's more or less pretty cool to each other. Why would you? Why would you do that to children? Right. That's insane to me. Why would you teach anybody that anybody should be that you shouldn't mess with anybody just because of the way that they look? That's. I mean, I I literally sat there just like. I mean, my son was trying to like, you know, come back, come back. We want to play on the dragon thing. We want to play. Yeah. And he's like trying to like bring it back in and then they started crying. And so then naturally they start, my kids start crying because they're crying and they don't, my son thinks he hurt them and he doesn't know why. And and I'm like, dude, come sit over here. It's just, this is a whole weird thing. 
just let's just wait for them to go. <laughs> you didn't do anything wrong, dude. I had to buy him fucking two big ass cookies to get his ass to calm down. <laughs> so well, let me ask you this. I mean, okay, so I've I've had to deal with plenty of kids and plenty of parents that think that you know that's okay. You know, you know, teaching your, your children, you know, to stay away from certain people is okay, which it blows my mind, but. How do, how do you think that, you know, once they're a little bit older enough to understand that you're going to explain that to them? What like, do you mean? Like, like, like they're old enough to be like, you well, know, well, here's, here's the thing. I mean, it kind of goes, it goes along the lines of uh, just interacting with other kids and their parents in general, because the, it's hatred, it's intolerance and it's, it's, you know, passed down from generation to generation, but it, it, it could be anything really. It could be, you know, just behavior. But mm-hmm. if you, you know, have your kids come to you and say, hey, why, why is uh, so-and-so not able to play with me? Or why is so-and-so crying all the time? Like, how do, you, how do you tell your kids that other kids and their parents are nothing like you and nothing like, you know, your open-mindedness and your, your ability to tolerate and find peace with other people? How do, how do you... How do you explain that to your child? Like, I, that, that, it just kills me. Because, like, you can't just say, well, those people, they, 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 they're, you know, narrow-minded. They, they don't get it. Because, to me, that's, like, almost as bad as, you know, saying don't, don't hang out with those people because they don't know any better kind of thing. Right. So, how, how do you think you would uh, handle that? And by the way, while you're thinking about that, got Kyle saying, thank you for your uh, chat. We definitely agree with you. Oh, I didn't even see any chat. Yeah. Why is my chat not showing up, Neil? You got to close it and reopen it. <laughs> you are the worst. No, it's, it's not it works. Um, definitely, uh, I, I agree 100% with the don't swing first, but, you know, finish the fight. Kind of thing if you, uh, if somebody lays into you. And I may not have all the experience in the world like, you know, Scott does about parenting, but I know a couple things. <laughs> <laughs> when I was your age. <laughs> um, man, to try to, to try to explain, especially to someone who, who doesn't know to try to explain intolerance in any way is to try to explain ignorance to someone who's never really experienced it. So like they've experienced it. It's like, it's like trying to teach truth to someone who's never really known what a lie is. Right. And the difficulty therein being that, I can tell you what it is. I can tell you why, but I can't tell you the reason. So, because there isn't one, there's never a reason for intolerance. There's never a reason for, I mean, there's reasons for hatred because, because you can hate, you could hate an individual. And that would be the first thing that I tell them is like, you know, they, they dislike you. They dislike you because of the way that you look, you as an individual need to make the choice for yourself. Are you going to reciprocate with the same level of ignorance 
or are you going to rise above it and not hate them because of what they look not hate a group of people because of what they look like it is perfectly okay to dislike and or hate an individual because of what they do or what they say it is not okay to hate an entire group of people based solely on the predications of their skin color or or their location and and that would be the best that you can do to try to explain that because it's like i cannot make your mind for you you need to choose do you do you be the better person do you choose to respect yourself enough not to be intolerant and not to hate for nothing hate for something you know i mean don't it's, it's un-american to do anything for not getting anything so i mean like you know if someone gives you shit, hate them you know i mean it's the american way but i mean if there's nothing there and that your only your only recourse is you know well they 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 don't like me because i'm white well fuck them <laughs> i mean that then you know then then do you just do you turn around and say well i don't like them because they're black the no. cycle continues. <laughs> yeah, because that's how you that's how you keep it going. They just say, well, then those individuals are stupid. Those individual people are ignorant. Those individual people are plebeian trash that should be ground beneath your jackboot. But the entire population is not deserving of your ire. Sure. The entire population isn't deserving of you to have a blanket statement where I dislike because those blacks didn't like me. I dislike all blacks because that is exactly the same thing that those guys just did to you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, I mean, that's the only way that I would be able to explain it. I mean, and like, and it's really kind of like a no explanation because it really is 100% going to be determined by uh, the, the level of frustration. It'll be determined by the level of um, uh, aggression between both parties. And it'll be determined by uh, his experiences in, in the environment. And hopefully, 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 I will have provided an environment where that kind of thing isn't something that he's going to find appealing. I would be truly crushed, truly crushed, if my kids end up being narrow-minded bigots. I don't even know. I mean, like, I, I don't even know how I would be able to deal with that. Just because, like, to me, once you get yourself so focused on on an answer, you you don't really pay attention to what the important questions are anymore. You've already determined what the end is, and that's insane to me. I mean, because now you're not now you've decided to be ignorant. You've decided right. not to not to seek anymore, and the, and that's uh, I can't I can't I couldn't function like that. Right. What ignorance brings is basically you have the answer already. And any and other um, evidence that may prove that wrong or maybe even take some weight away from the answer um, is either not important, it's wrong, or you're going to twist it to fit your narrative. And it just, that's, that's the problem with ignorance. I mean, Thing brought up a pretty good point, but I kind of disagree with it. He says, bias based on phenotypes is evolutionary. Birds learn to be scared of snakes and categorize them all by their physicality humans are no different i agree with that statement but i do disagree with the fact that humans are no different because of the fact that we're talking about humans and other humans if it were humans and like a grizzly bear yeah we're gonna be like oh fuck that but uh 
by by nature i mean people and animals want to survive they want to live on so because of that we see a threat and we you know get in the defense mode now your fellow man isn't necessarily a threat but anything can be a threat but to automatically say i saw that one guy look just kind of like him and every guy that looks like him from now on till the end of time um is i'm gonna be on my you know um, i'm gonna be cautious but that's that's that usually stems from a bad experience or it stems from being taught by your parents that that person is dangerous and people just like them are dangerous because i mean kids don't know any better they don't know to hate until you teach them to hate. They don't know how to defend themselves until you teach them to defend themselves. I mean, there is that survival instinct, sure, but that typically doesn't kick in until after you're being attacked. <clears throat> Unless you're taught what to look for. <laughs> and you might be taught by your parents, or you might teach yourself, hey, that's, that was a scary incident, I don't want to go through that shit again, so from now on I'm staying away from people like that. That's my take on it. I could be wrong. I, I, I agree and I disagree. I actually would say that I lean further towards Sang's explanation than I would um, yours, although I do although I do agree with both. Sort of. Okay. The reason why I say that is because let's just say like, you know, there there are essentially, I guess, uh, tell like tells. Yeah, uh, so he says, of course, but humans are still tribal. We use clothing, tattoos, body language to communicate that as well. And that's 100 percent true. And that's and that's what I was going to say is that, you know, through through certain. Tells where he, he used the analogy of bird of, of birds and snakes, I'm going to say birds and birds. So in this case, humans to humans. So we say uh, a falcon still eats smaller birds. Sure. It has everything about it that shows that it is a predatory animal and it is terrifying. Say if you're a fish. So say we're going to use the finch falcon. So your finch, little old white lady, gets into an elevator. And there's a six, seven black dude covered in like in prison tats with his pants down to his knees, covered in chains. And he is just giving her the evilest look on the planet. That would be her her fear response by this by this discussion as far as evolutionary goes, would show that she should, she should, by this definition, leave the elevator sure. and seek somewhere else because the, he is giving every indication that he is the Falcon. And sure. he, will, he will almost certainly cause her some level of grief. Now, that is an animal instinct. The idea, however, as per his previous statement, is that humans have developed rationale, which puts us slightly higher than an animal, though we are still animals as far as our, our phylum, etc. is concerned. But because we have developed the ability to think and to rationalize and to, and to go beyond our baser animal instincts, we can determine that not every person from every walk of life that happens to look like that or has displayed that level of uh plumage let's just say human plumage in their clothing is going to be a threat sure. that doesn't mean that they're not that just means that they're not immediately so you know who knows because that's the thing who knows little lady could get in there drops her bag because oh no he scared me 
And then, you know, he, he picks it up, gives it to her, gives her all of her stuff, gives her a hug, says, you know, ma'am, I hope you have a great day. And then leaves the elevator. I mean, that's the thing. That's, I, that's both the blessing and the curse of being human because we don't like for like a finch to Falcon, that finch fucking knows that Falcon is going to kill him. Yeah, absolutely. There isn't any question marks. There isn't any like, you know, like maybe, maybe not, you know, same thing with like, you know, bird to snake. That bird knows that snake is going to, or that bird is going to eat that snake. That snake has absolutely no question in his mind. That's, that's, he's a, uh, that's a predatory animal and it's coming for me. But with yeah. humans, we don't know. We don't know. Like, so like, let's say like, you know, like I get into an elevator with a little old lady and she looks at me and she smiles at me and I just saw her fucking head off. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, you know, she, I mean, she had no fucking idea. I could have gone on there all the gang tats in the world and, and she might've like clutched her purse a little bit tighter and you know, maybe that helped her. Maybe that didn't help her. Maybe I'm still going to break her neck and third in the, down to the gears of the elevator. I'm going to laugh as she turns into goo, but that's not, I mean, it's so difficult to do the, do the human to human comparison because then you do have to break it down into tribes and then you do have to break it down into ethnicity because every ethnic group at this point in time seems to have its own different set of values because we as a society have broken down into different sets of values. So I can agree with that. It's difficult to talk about because it's like you have your inner sea folks who have a completely different mindset than like your Midwesterners. Sure. And, and the, the value system is, is being lost in education. Mm-hmm. Or the Finch pulls a 30th special from her purse. Or, or she's got like $64 in rolled up dimes in that purse and just <laughs> sco- like stoves that dude's skull in. <laughs> I would pay for that. Uh, but it's, so, it's, difficult. it's difficult because like we, have, we have all these different levels of values throughout um, the human community. Not just like this just... Not even just the United States, but like through all of humanity. Sure. Everyone, everyone that is segmented in their own little tribe or society has their own set of values and everything is different. So it's difficult to look at a person and say friend or foe based solely on the way that they look. Because let's just say like in an inner city area, everyone dresses exactly like the Falcon. But that doesn't mean everyone is the Falcon. Right. So, I mean, you don't. So then that's, I guess then, I guess then like that would be like saying Falcons to Falcons and fucking Finches to Finches, which is not what I'm trying to say. But I mean, that's what that's. I, I get what you're trying to say. Yeah. Um, I mean, but I mean, as, as far as humans are concerned, we can, we can do, we can alter our appearance with, I don't know, going to the gym, getting tats, dressing a certain way, you name it, to make ourselves look more intimidating and more uninviting to other people. Because. I don't know why that's your end goal, but I mean, maybe you want to look hard, you know, look like a tough guy. That's that's what we can do that animals can't. We can make ourselves more intimidating. I mean, you puff up your chest as an animal, whatever, but we can, just by looking at us, without us even doing anything, we can look more intimidating than the next guy that doesn't work out, that, you know, plays video games all day. <laughs> I... I guess like, like for for me like it, I, I guess like because like you know, so you have the guy that like is noticeably thicker, harder, bigger. He, he's trying to be intimidating. Sure. To me, that's actually less intimidating. And, and the reason why I say that is because there's no surprise because you can see him and you go, right. you know, that dude is trying to be hard. 
right. you know, like if shit happens, it's probably going to be that guy. What you don't see is like the little guy behind the counter that's got a pocket protector, and then he whips out like a fucking twelve-inch knife and slits your goddamn throat. Right. I mean, so I mean, like you got this dude that's all fucking like super hard as balls, and then all of a sudden his guts come out because like you know, a little tiny guy walked by and eviscerated him. I mean, yeah, I that that's that's that's, logic, that's what's human. That is human. That is human uh, decision making that makes it the most terrifying thing on the planet. Sure. And, but and, I mean, and, oh, when, when you think so about it, though, <laughs> when you think about it, it, that's that's logic. That's like okay, like when I if I typically when I go into a restaurant and I scan the crowd to see are there any potential threats here, which I mean you, you kind of do, and you don't even really realize you do it. But I look for somebody with a gun. I look for somebody you know with something big in their pocket. And then I start scanning. All right, are there anybody here that uh, looks like they're going to start some shit because they're all tatted up and they are wearing their clothes all baggy and this, that, and the other. I mean, that's the second thing I think about because those are the type of people that would start shit. But the first threat I would look for is the guy with the weapon, you know? And that's not something you can always spot, especially in a crowd. So, yeah, you're absolutely right there, but that's something you think about. Your instinct, though... Your instinct is, there's this very large person next to me. I need to take a couple steps away. That's that's without even saying, because you just move away. Mm-hmm. Anyways, we're kind of straying off topic. <laughs> that's okay. I mean, this is this is actually the stuff I like to talk about. I like to talk about the human condition and and, human and uh, I I like to be super philosophical, and I sure. I get that. I think I get that from my dad as far as like fatherhood topics go, because that's what I grew up with talking about philosophy all day long, every day. <laughs> I wish I had a dad that did that. <laughs> we we did comic books and philosophy and uh, history until until I could teach him about uh, war history, and then we argued history. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, you mentioned the other day, and I'm going to lead into it with uh, a little bit of my past, but you mentioned the other day when you were at uh, at the park and you know all these kids were trying to impress you because there was a whole bunch of single moms there, mm-hmm. which depressed the shit out of me uh, because uh, you've got two kinds of kids that are produced from a you know, single parent, single mom, um, and the dad's nowhere to be found. You got the one kid that finds a male figure somewhere and pines for that person's affection, attention, you name it, tries to impress them. And then you got the other kid, which is, this was me. You just fucking hide in the corner. You like, okay, there's another person there. I don't want to disappoint them. I'm going to go over here, (laughs) you know? Mm -hmm. And when you mentioned that, I mean, growing up, I think... My dad was pretty much out of the picture when I was in. Up until then, he was, you know, uh, just an, an, an unreliable person because he was a drug addict. Now, after he was gone, I, um, all I had was my brother. And I, my brother and I fucking hated each other because he was seven years older than me and he was trying to get some tang. And I'm over here cock-blocking him every step of the way because I'm this little kid pining for my brother's attention. So he was technically out of the picture. Um, so I had, I really had nobody. I mean, my mom found a new, you know, a new man, and he was kind of a piece of shit. And 
I, I at that point like every all, all the male figures in my life have pretty much turned away from me and I was just like well uh, I ain't gonna try to impress any other guy at this point because I'm, I'm on my own basically so I became very very feminine very feminine because you know I love my mom very much and I um, I pine for her attention more than any other you know person man you name it so when you when you mentioned that to me, about you know all the single moms, I was just like, ugh, that, that's so depressing because I I lived that shit, <laughs> but I lived the opposite of it. Yeah. Like, what what's your take on on the the, the single mom situation? I mean, unfortunately, it because of because of the way that uh, you know society is now, and the 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 way that um, you know deadbeat dads have have given any kind of dad a bad name pretty much where you know from from what i've seen you'll you'll see nine times out of ten if there were ever a custody battle mom's gonna win the custody battle even if she's a deadbeat mom and the dad's you know stellar the dad has to fight even harder for that shit but it's not without reason i mean there's so many deadbeat dads out there What, what what's your take on on how these kids um how these kids without a, a you know a father a positive male role model in their lives, um, what what's your take on them? I and mean, like, how, how do you think they're they're gonna grow up? How do you think that you know they're gonna cope? <laughs> well, I mean, it's, there's a there's a rather lengthy CDC article that you can probably Google and look up where they have a lot of different statistics. I'm not gonna try to name a lot of them just because I can't off the top of my head, but I know that the the amount of uh, Thanks, says I was raised by a single mom as well. I don't think I ever looked for a male role model. Well, that's good. I mean, good for you. I know that the CDC says that as far as single single mother uh, single mother households go, that there is a there is a noticeable change in the way that the children in a single uh, mother household interact with other people and that they become substantially more selfish and that they become, because I guess the way that, I mean, you can tear me apart if you want to, sorry, but the way that it, the way that it was explained is that the, um, a mother's, the way that a mother functions is to be much more, you know, wants more for not just not more for her. Cause that's not what I'm trying to say, but like, looking for they look for empathy and and mothers are empathic but almost only towards the child the individual child whereas um, a parent of a father figure or a male role model is empathic towards everyone so so rather than just being like you know like your kid gets hurt mother goes to that kid kids get hurt father goes to kid and other kids and be like, are you guys okay too? And that has a significant impact on the majority of people polled. I'm going to say majority of people polled. So you guys don't like cut my sack off. And of the majority of people polled that the CDC found, they, they exhibited more um, selfishness in a single parent, a single mother household. So, I mean, I don't know how that works. I'm not a psychologist. I do find that the the report was 
fascinating, but I also don't live by them. Well, I can do all I can say is that like I of the things that I see, like I'm going to use solely the example of the um, the elevation park thing that I went to with with the kids for their birthday party. That being said, what I saw while I was there was there was 30 ish kids with moms and it was almost one to one. So like one one mom, one kid. Um, I was the only one there that had two and a game tees. And it was interesting to note that whenever my, whenever things happened, my son was having the other kids following him. And when some, when another kid fell or got hurt, uh, then can they not hear anything? Can shit. Everybody else has been hearing it. So okay, good. So <laughs> when when another kid when they were running and another kid fell, all the other kids ignored said kid, and then my kid turned around and helped him up. Are you okay? And I found that fascinating because it was a it was a a whole lot of children in one area, completely ignoring another hurt kid. And the only, th- I mean, I, I, the only thing readily available for me to, to prescribe it to being a difference is that I'm literally the only dad here. I mean, there was a huge fucking party and I, I mean, and I was getting stares the whole time because I am the only dude in this entire fucking building. And it was weird. It was very weird. And, and I, and I know that that probably doesn't mean anything as far as like my kid helping him up. It might just be the way that we taught him. Uh, or, or it might be nothing. I mean, he might, maybe he wouldn't have done anything in another situation. Exact same thing repeated. He ignores the kid. It very well could have been that. But, you know, I had read, I had read sections of this, of the CDC report, and so that was one of the first things that I thought of was the the lack of empathy with other people in a single in a single mother household. So that's why that's the reason why I bring it up. Um, but everything else, it was you're right. It was weird because like there there'd be like, you know, he's running around. Uh, he comes over to me. He's like, daddy, daddy, daddy. And he like does a little jump. I mean, he's three ah, jump. And then he falls over and that's it. I mean, that's just, that's the, that's the, that's the bottom out of his jump. And then all the other kids after that kept being like, you know, Hey, look at this jump. And I'm like, yeah, jump. No, yeah, good job. And then like, they were just doing it nonstop in front of me. And I'm like, Oh, oh this is weird. <laughs> it's like a lot of you. And uh, you're like all over here. Like your parents are over there. And or, or your moms are over there and they're all fucking around talking on to each other or on their phones or whatever. And you're like over here, like all of you. And I'm like, I don't know what to I'm like. You know, if one of you falls, I'm like, oh, hey, fuck you. Because I mean, like, I'm not going to I'm not I'm not going to help you up. I mean, like, this is dude, this is 2017. I ain't going to fucking touch your goddamn kid. Right. Especially if you're you the only kid or your only dad there. Yeah, I'm the only dude here. I mean, like, I can literally, like, if a kid, like, flips me off and I go, fuck you. I mean, like, all of a sudden now I'm a sex offender or, like, I'm fighting for my fucking life for whatever reason. I mean, like, I I can, you know, I can clear my sinuses and and then all of a sudden end up on a watch list. (laughs) So, I mean, that's, I think that's something that I I find frustrating as, as 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 a dad who ends up in a lot of these, like, tons of kid events where I feel like I'm under constant scrutiny. Sure. 
because and I literally have to do nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and, it, and it's frustrating. It's it's because I mean single moms are becoming the norm. I mean it, it's tragedy, but you see more and more single moms and they're everywhere. And, and I mean mm-hmm. I, I get it. It sucks. I mean deadbeat dad or maybe things just didn't work out, but like it's become a social you know acceptance that you know guys are every guy out there is you know out to diddle your kid you know and even if they came with kids on their own I mean, i've seen you know reddit posts with you know you know a guy sitting at the park watching his kid and another lady coming up you know saying you're, you're here just to rape my kids or whatever like that's like actually that's my kid over there i'm here because yeah. him you know and it's it's i don't i don't know what caused it other than you just, you know just the surge of single moms I'm, it's the it's the media it's the media attention to to you know really negative singular events that they like to act like are a norm right i'm like it's not a fucking norm you know it's like i i the, i luckily luckily because the stereotype that men are child molesters which is bs well not entirely i mean like the, the heavy majority of of men are definitely child molest not okay the heavy majority of people who are child molesters for men. Let me rephrase that. Shut up. I stopped. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you. Fuck you. So I haven't had that though. I haven't had the, I go to a park and then I get, you know, I get chastised mostly because like I, whenever like I'm at the park, uh, I'm, I'm near my kids. I think mostly because like my daughter is two and she likes to do all the exact same things that my son does. Mm-hmm. And she has um, about as much coordination as a fucking wildebeest on ice. So, I mean, <laughs> she falls like nonstop. And I have to be there because this little dipshit likes to get on the um, the like it's like the little bendy thing. And it's got like a, a bunch of empty bars and you have to like hold on and walk on it. And, and I'm just like, I, I caught her one day because like, you know, Tiberius is over here and I'm like, uh, and I turn around and she's like halfway up this thing. And like my whole body turned to ice. I was like, fuck. And like she she fell. She fell. But like I, 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 and I got her ah, and I caught her. Ah! And then. You know, everyone clapped for me, and I'm like, ah, hey, fuck yeah! <laughs> like, <good job. laughs> I mean, that's my that's my man man moment. Ah. And so then I put her down and tried really hard, and I just like beat her to death. And so now I have to like, when she goes up there, she likes to do a bunch of dangerous shit because like she just assumes that I'm going to catch her, which makes me insane. And like I like yell at her all the time for it, but she just doesn't really fucking care, just like her mom. <laughs> so I mean, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> Makes me really angry. See, you, you rewarded failure. Look what you did. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I rewarded failure by not letting her break her goddamn neck. <laughs> How else is she going to learn? You got to let her fall. <laughs> okay. I, if she's on flat ground, I let her eat shit constantly. So, I mean, oh my God. It was, it's a total side note. We went up for a walk yesterday. And she just, it's, it was nighttime. And we have this little path and there's like grass on both sides. And she just, she's got this little, she's got this little, um, uh, Mickey Mouse or Mickey Minnie Mouse wand and she throws her arms in the air and lights up this wand and it's dark and she just takes off down the pavement or down the uh, uh, little um, pathway and she goes go get me daddy and then I see her hit the dark and just go <laughs> and I was dying. I was laughing so fucking hard. Especially considering that, like, she went like right into the grass, and you, and you heard her just go, Phew. and then you hear the. <laughs> I'm like, oh god. But yeah. So, 
Um, I never got the, I haven't gotten the evil looks at a park because I'm mostly, like I said, I, I stand next to my kids for the most part. Right. Uh, I think, I think at this point it's mostly defensive that like, like I do that because of, I stand next to my kids because of that. Right. Because, because I feel like if I, if I'm just like, you know, like if you're sitting there like, you know, like. <laughs> so babies, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I feel like, you know, ah, like, oh, no, fuck. No, I just I just look like a pedophile, but I really am not one. I I, I am deaf. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> those two children are mine, which actually would probably sound even worse. Those are mine. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you like point out, I'm like, those children are mine. Born <laughs> 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 in there. God damn it! <laughs> oh man! All so, right. You know, you know what you're doing here? Yes, I brought a turkey baster. <laughs> Oh geez. Alright, so um here's another good topic. Still related. Okay, so I've got a couple friends. <laughs> um friends of friends, I'm not gonna name names, but uh they're 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 very um you know solid household, you know, divorcees, kids bringing in uh parents of the kids bringing in other parents of the kids and getting together kind of thing. So, you know, you just got a whole mixed bag of other people's kids. Um <laughs> But, okay, so one of them's like, okay, um, one of them had to, had to talk with their kid, and this this guy, he's very manly. He's always been, you know, always been the guy that says, you know what, that guy's being a queer or whatever, you know, like, gay bashing, like crazy. Right. And then, lo and behold, this, not too long ago, son comes up to him and says, Daddy, I think I might be gay. How old is kid? Twelve. What? First of all, he handled it spectacularly. I mean, the entire time up to until that moment, he, you know, he was gay bashing. I don't know if he still is, but kind of backfired on him. I, but he, he handled it very well. He's like, you know, what? I don't care what you are. You can be, you know, transgender, whatever. I'll still love you. Which, great. Handled mm-hmm. it well. How do you think he should handle that going forward? Don't talk about it. Don't talk about it. Don't talk about it, and I'll tell you why. Tell because me. I mean, it's not—it's not that you're ignoring the problem; is that you're giving the kid time to figure out as his, as he he develops through adolescence and hits puberty, is he actually? Because I mean, if he's twelve, he's barely started, you sure. know. So I mean, like, you know, if he comes up and says, "I think I might be gay," I mean, you know, you—the chances are you're not. Chances are, I mean, you, you might think that you are, but like you just you haven't you haven't hundred percent figured it out yet. Usually, like like whenever somebody tells you like you know like mom dad I think I'm gay like I don't really care until you're like eighteen or nineteen because like you're closer to the end of the cycle whenever you're finishing your your sexual development sure. because then it's not like a question you know you know it's not like yeah. I think I might be gay no you you either are or you aren't at this point I mean and you and you will have a hundred percent grip on your personality and know am I or am I not I think it's great. That he he was like, you know, chances are children don't know the age of adolescence. You think so? Define adolescence. We're talking like 12, 13. Yeah. Does it really? Uh, It depends. It really depends on the kid. I mean, um, sexual attraction starts at a young age. It could start at nine. It could start at 16. You know, I mean, it depends on the kid, to be quite honest. I guess. I don't know. But. I mean, I'm not a doctor. I just all I know is that from from what I understand, 
you're supposed to hit puberty 12, 13 ish. And then, you know, you, you, you figure it out after that. But I mean, I would definitely say like, you know, like as far as like, um, I'm glad I like, I like the way that he handled it. Uh, if, if sexual attraction starts, starts at that young of an age, then he's probably got a pretty good idea of it, but let him figure it out. Cause it's not something that, that's not something that you could or should tell somebody you can or can't, you know, because, you know, let them, I mean, that's them, you know, let them be them. Don't, don't try to, don't try to make them you. Okay. Well, let me propose this to you then. Cause this is how it's going to go down. Um, and oh. <laughs> did you get your crystal ball out? No, no, this is what was said was going to happen. So, uh, it's not that I see the future. It's just that the plans have already been set. Um, they are planning on putting the child through counseling and not necessarily to, Hey, are you sure you're gay? Kind of thing. It's more of a, Hey, talk about this for one. Let's, let's talk about it and tell us how you really feel because that's, that's kind of a big, you know, big thing. Let's make sure that that's what you're, that's what you're really into for one. And for two, if you are into that, Unfortunately, we're still not there yet where you're not going to get eviscerated by your fellow friends or, you know, everybody for being different, especially being gay, since there's still such a negative stigma against being gay. So being able to talk to somebody and deal with that, you know, a counselor, somebody that specializes in something like that, might actually help. I think it's a good idea. I think that anytime that you could talk to a counselor about anything that you're feeling on the inside is a good idea, unless you're me. But then, so the, so I guess like my, my, re, my reasoning is because that person will have a lot of experience dealing with this particular subject. So that person at this point, you can probably refer to as like being an authority yeah, and that can help you in multiple ways, especially like if you go to them repeatedly. So let's just say, let's just say, you know, young chap decides to go out and tell his friends, you know, hey, I think I might be gay. And then immediately you know, he's ostracized from the rest of the group so that he no longer has friends. Right. So then, you know, he's crushed. He's confused. He doesn't know what to do with himself or his feelings. So then he actually has someone who who is who is an older person that is an authority on the subject on, on and it can help him be guided through his feelings. Not necessarily like, you know, hey, are you are you sure? Are you not sure? But this is you need to be able to talk about what is happening to you not necessarily as far as sexually, but as far as what's happening socially. Right. And know that it's not your fault. It's just that your friends are assholes and that has nothing to do with you. And they're ignorant little chumps. And maybe one day they'll grow up. Right. And having that, the, having that pillar, especially for a young person would be beyond critical because I mean, especially like, you know, your parents, you know, your parents will fucking say anything to you. Right. You know, I mean, like you, you, you could like come home carrying a hooker's head in your hand and be like, you're like, mom, dad, I think I fucked up. And your mom and dad would be like, you're beautiful just the way you are. <laughs> I mean, because they love you and they want you to feel good about yourself. and They want you to be happy. You know, why did you only take one? You should have bagged two if that's what you're into. That's, you know, I mean, that's let's great. Go, let's go dig a hole in the backyard. <laughs> yeah. I mean, let's just let's go. I mean, daddy will go get the lie and we'll we'll melt this bitch down. You know. <laughs> So, you know, your parents will say fucking whatever. So I mean, having some, like a third party that has absolutely nothing to do with you beyond anything other than a professional capacity, like you went to go see a doctor and the doctor sat there and talked to you about this at length and the doctor gave you information and told you basically it's okay. Right. You know, because, because it is okay. 
so then you can start to cope with yourself and realize I am not, I am not a problem. I'm not a freak. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a monster. I'm not disgusting. And especially for a, a child going into their, their final formative stages and right before they become an adult, that's, that's incredibly important. So I think that that's a, that's a wonderful idea. I think that a lot of kids should go see, go through counseling for, for multiple reasons. I mean, like, you know, that's a fantastic one though, especially since, like you said, there's a huge social stigma uh, with being gay or, you know, whatever. So I don't know. There's like 30,000 different ones now. I don't know what they all are. I'm sorry. <laughs> too much to keep up with. Yeah. You know what? And here's a, another, you know, uh, side note to the whole counseling thing is, now, you could see this even in like I don't know if you ever watched the the Sopranos, um, nope. but uh, talking to somebody, I mean, counseling, seeing a seeing a shrink, you know, is is seen as such a bad thing. I mean, in, in Sopranos, the first few episodes, you know, Tony Soprano is speaking to, um, you know, uh, a psychiatrist because he's been blacking out because of, uh, you know, his anxiety, his rage he has while he's you know murdering other people <laughs> so um you know he, he basically says to her hey you cannot let this leave the room or i'll kill you too but i really need to see a shrink he's basically you know one of the heads of the mafia mm-hmm. and uh the rest of the mafia is gonna say oh he's seeing a shrink he's telling our secrets we gotta kill him you know, we gotta we gotta whack him <laughs> right you but, remember that movie um uh, fucking analyze this yes yes yeah. yes basically the same thing um, but I mean, even, even if you're not in the mafia, which most of us aren't, um, <laughs> Frank, <laughs> um, I mean, it's seen as such a bad thing. Oh man, you got problems. You, you got problems. It's like, no, dude, I just recognize that I have problems and I'm willing to talk about them. Everybody's got problems. You just aren't you know, brave enough to actually talk to somebody about it, you know? Right. I mean, it's like, you know, the, um, <clears throat> like, so, so it's like you finally get like the, you get finally get the gumption, the desire to go and you talk to somebody, talk about your problems. And then somebody says like, you know, you got problems. No, I, I have minor issues that I would like to speak to somebody about. I'm not a fucking crazy person. You could tell me, oh, you got problems. Whenever I hop up, drop my drawers, and take a shit on the salad bar at Wendy's, then you could tell me I've got fucking problems. Yeah. But until until I'm literally driving around, fucking wearing somebody's like fucking like full skin as a cape, screaming on Batman while jerking off outside of a store window, I don't have fucking problems. That is specific, Frank. <laughs> Look, I'm not saying it's not necessarily a dream I've had, but I feel like it shouldn't have to be said at this point. <laughs> Thanks. Have you seen the monologue in Rick and Morty regarding therapists as an excellent summarized argument for therapy? I have not. I also don't like Rick and Morty. So. I did see it. I can't remember most of it though. Um, I know that Rick thinks that you know any other man of science, whether it be a therapist or a fucking you know rocket scientist, are a bunch of idiots. So I'm, I, I I think I remember it being <laughs> um, regarded as. Yeah, we're not going to play that, so you might have to sum it up for us. Um, regard it as something stupid, but but as far as um, you know, therapy goes, there's nothing wrong with it. I I've even spoken out personally against therapy because I just don't want to go, even though I should. <laughs> I mean, sometimes you just can't talk to anybody about certain things. You can't talk to your friends or your significant other or even your parents about certain things because. 
uh, they'll judge you. Sometimes you gotta talk to a you know an unbiased party, and that's okay. Especially especially if you're in the you know father role and you have a child that you know you you've you made such a negative connotation against being gay all his life. Um, and then, you know, all of a sudden, oh yeah, it turns out, yeah, you're, you're gay. Um, shit, well, I don't know how to deal with this. Go see an expert, you know? It's, it's, there's nothing wrong with it. Basically, argues so just... that therapy is work. It's basically maintenance, like brushing your teeth. Some people rather die than work at some. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm starting to remember. Yeah, I just actually read the uh, the transcript of it. So yeah, I I, I it was a it was a pretty good um, it's a pretty good description of it, really, yeah. as far as therapy goes. Um, I think that if you have anything that you're having troubles with, you should definitely talk to somebody about it. I uh I have my Widowmaker pillow, <laughs> so it's tier, it's both tear and semen stained. A little crusty. <laughs> Only on one side. <laughs> Gross, Frank. No, look, don't even stop. Don't even start. It's not my final form. <laughs> so, what do you think? And let's get a little bit more personal here. What do you think in your own childhood? What do you think um, was your your high point? And when it comes to being like, uh, you know, father son type deal, what, what do you think your high point was? Like for my dad? Yeah. <clears throat> first time that we went to death valley for no reason death valley mm-hmm. we Why? uh i spent i spent my dad worked seven days a week and he worked just an ungodly amount of hours and my mom was super sick she was dying and uh i had spent the entire two months taking care of her Day in, day out. I mean, it was my summer, and I just all I did was take care of her every day, right. all the time. And uh, so, at one point, uh, we had someone come in and watch out for for a few days, and I was like, "But you know, but why? Because you know, I've been here the whole time." And then my dad shows up, and I was like, "Okay, what the fuck? I thought you were supposed to be at work." And he says, "Well, I'm gonna take about a week off." And I said, "Okay, well, why?" He said, "We're gonna go to Death Valley." I was like. That's random. And then he's like, no. And then and we ended up having like one of the, the best times of my life. Uh, and it was because, you know, uh, basically I was you know being rewarded and I didn't really understand until like three days into our little adventure. But I mean, we we did a ton of shit. I mean, like we fucking drove throughout the entire park. We went camping every day and it was it was great. Um, it was. It was weird. Because I didn't feel like I did anything worth being rewarded for. And my dad said, that's why it's that much more important to me that you are. Because you did everything and you didn't think about it. Right. And you didn't think it was a big deal. And he says, I have never been more proud of you. Oh, which turns out that's not true now because he's I mean, I got my degree and then, you know, all this shit. So. There are there have been other better moments, apparently. <laughs> I think since then. I think um I think the kids thing and then the the you know the the jobs have have been pretty high up there, especially whenever like uh 
you know, you get people calling in from Fortune 500 companies specifically asking for me. And I think he gets kind of like. <laughs> yeah. Yes. He, he definitely enjoys that. That's very cool. Mm-hmm. I am. Um, before uh, my dad left. Um, well, he didn't really leave. We left him. But, uh, you know, there. my dad used to be a really good guy. He used to, um, you know, make sure everything in the house was done, you know, do all the chores while my mom was at work. I mean, he was, he was a roofer, a contractor. So he didn't always work. He only had work when there were jobs to do. But when he did those jobs, he got, you know, paid shit tons of money. But, uh, I think, I think the highlight of, uh, you know, me and my dad was, and it wasn't even really him, he took me to one of his job sites and he was doing a roofing job for, uh, for this rather wealthy person and I got to hang out at their place and go swimming and I know oh, we, cool. we never had a pool before so I mean going swimming was such a huge deal and it was a really nice pool and then, you know, um, can't can't remember the guy's name. I like right on the tip of my tongue too, because like echoing in my head. Um, I think it was like Keith or something like that. But um, but after I was done playing and having a great time, and uh, Keith basically said to me, he's like, "Hey, you got a great dad, um, and he's got a great son. You're welcome here anytime. And uh, just know that if your dad keeps up what he's doing, he's he's gonna be rich. I mean, he's oh. He's does great work and just has to make money and save it and he'll he'll be just as rich as me if not too long from now. I'm like, my dad. Good guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it's that it's that real like you know. You know how you you hear the whole thing about uh, you know, you're either just like your parents or you're the exact opposite? No. You never hear about that? Oh, you never heard no. that phrase before? Well, I've heard that plenty of times, and um, I, I think it holds true because I've got plenty of cousins that uh, follow in their parents' footsteps, and they're not doing so great in life. And you know, I did the exact opposite. And if it weren't for my dad, I wouldn't know what not to do. I mean, I probably would have figured it out on my own, but I still give him credit for that. Hey, thanks for teaching me how not to be a scumbag. You know. But I don't know. That's just me. That's my take on my my childhood when it comes comes to my dad. But eventually, I, I did hate him for the longest time. But eventually, I did I did let it go, because yeah, saying you're absolutely right. He says there's no reason to hate our parents. Parents have literally no obligation to the children outside of social constructs. We are told our parents owe us a great childhood. Why? I mean. They don't owe us anything other than uh, can you at least make sure we survive? Uh, but as a parent, I mean, I I can't I can't say this because I'm not a parent, but I would think that as a parent, you'd want your children's you want your children to have a good life, if not better than yours. You know, you want your children to be better than you. You want them to have a better life than you had. Is that is that not the case? Frank. That is one hundred percent the case as far as I'm as far as uh, I go. Uh, but he is right. <clears throat> Parents have absolutely zero obligation. I mean, other than 
through what we have, we as a size, so we as a society and a culture have decided that they need to do. So we, they don't have to, they should. So, but the thing is about like a society is that like there's again goes back to the arguments that we've had before about this, the difference between ethics and morality. You know, the 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 ethical man knows that a thing is wrong. A moral man actually won't do it. Right. So this this is kind of like a little bit of a dip of both. As a societal construct and the fact that we live in a civilization, society, groups of people, if we were in a pure animal anarchy, the parent has absolutely zero obligation towards a child. True. You birth it, you dump it, fuck it, it's on its own. But as a society, we should, as, as an ethical and moral individual, find out should we we should have it within ourselves take it upon ourselves to take this child as an instrument or implementation of or on society and make it so that it is able to contribute to the civilization of which it lives in in one manner of an, one manner or another preferably positively that is the that is the human element the hum the humanities element i guess but i mean as far as anything else no i mean you don't even need to give them a great childhood you just need to have them have and childhood exactly. i mean the better the childhood the better the chances you know i mean we, if you if you give your child the opportunities that to do the best they possibly can then they will succeed most of the time they will succeed all of your expectations Yes, of course, because as a society, we want healthy people who contribute. Exactly. So, I mean, like, as a society, we definitely want that. And that is, is as you said, culture slash society. But I also because, think I mean, it's, like, you go ahead. I also think it's, 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 you know, paternal and maternal instinct. I mean, you look at right. look at animals. I mean, look at, you know, gorillas and whatnot. They they take care of their young. Why? Because they love them. I mean, it's, it's, it's an instinct. It's a... I have to do this, and I, I can't explain why, because my body tells me I need to do this. But I, I, and here, here's, a, here's a weird thing. Yeah. So I, I, as an individual, I can tell you unequivocally that I can watch someone fucking burn alive, and I will not feel a thing. But if I see my daughter fall on the pavement, I will become a fucking wreck. And that is that, that, is that paternal instinct where like i i it's it's it was it's so fucking weird to me because like i went in you know we're the the hospital and i'm in the i'm in the room and let you know you know just nothing you know standard standard sort of like you know no feelings in no feelings out right. and then then child is born and then all of a sudden it was like oh oh god oh fuck and then uh, everything changed like it made like instantly you know it's a fucking weird and so then now i'm like you know every like everything changed i mean like i was like you know in my head before pre-birth i was like oh the baby's gonna get in the way of playing video games and i'm gonna be annoying and be <laughs> fucking crying everywhere and you know it's gonna be stupid and it's gonna take forever i mean i mean like it literally just like you know then you have child and it's like what video games you know like i i mean my friend he he was getting ready to have his girl, and he he keeps telling me before he found out that it was going to be a girl, it's gonna you know, it's gonna be a boy. I'm like yeah, but if it's not, it's gonna be a boy. And I'm like, oh, you're one of those. And then he's like, 
by the time that he gets into he gets done with kindergarten, he's gonna be able to do 150 push-ups. He'd be able to run four miles because he's a super military guy. And uh, and I'm like, I hear you say that, and I hear and I think that you right now, I think you mean that. But I can tell you that as soon as you see them, it's gonna change immediately. And I'm like, you're gonna see that child, and you're gonna be like, what push-ups? You're like, am I going to make this child drop down and fucking give me a ridiculous exercise at any given notice before they're four? No. That's true. It's not true for everyone. That is absolutely true. But yeah. I mean, it was weird how it was so true for me. I mean, like, because I mean, because to me, I, you know, I, I've spent like almost my whole life, like not in anything. Some people see the child and feel nothing. Just you feel nothing. You see someone burn. I know. And it's weird. That's why I, I expected. I was afraid. Truly, that that was going to be me. I was going to like the, you know, Tiberius is going to be born. I'm going to go, boy. And that was it. I mean, like now an obligation, you know, right. and then you feed him and clothe him and then, OK. And, you know, kind of get rid of him as soon as possible. And I was terrified of that because I know me and that I have like a sort of like a general emotional disconnect from virtually fucking everything. So I was I was afraid of that because I felt like this should be something that's really important. And then like it, it hit me so fucking hard that I wasn't prepared for what like the emotional feedback i mean it was it's weird and then like my now that my daughter's born it's fucking literally five thousand times worse i mean like he was bad you know i mean and he still is like here but i mean god damn it this child is too much yeah she kills me neil <laughs> she kills me what's up with that weird wall you have is it a control thing? No, it's a blanket. <laughs> the sun, <laughs> the sun rises over there, oh, and um, and it. When it we used to have a bed. There used to be a bed here, uh, but it's gone now because I threw it away. And <laughs> so there's no bed, but the blanket's still there because I don't want people looking in. So. <laughs> oh, Whoa. did you? Okay, uh, snap. Okay, so real no, quick, it's not. It's just because I don't care. It's not a window drape, goddammit! It's a cheap ass blanket that some grandma's grandma made. Look, shut up, fuck! I don't know. Look, we we don't we do not have the time to uh, delve into Frank's psyche. <laughs> I'll tell you that much right now. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Anyway, <laughs> look, Frank, this is an intervention. I brought all these people here. <laughs> not again. <laughs> okay, so let me ask you this real quick because we're about to wrap it up, but. Uh, when you know Sang's point he made about um, you know uh, a parent owes a child nothing. What about I? I, <laughs> I get this a lot. What about the parents that think the child owes something? Like, that is insane. Like the parents that say, "I gave birth to you. You need to be nice to me, or give me things, or you know." so on and so forth that that blows my mind that's like i don't know you shit i didn't if i were to uh have been given the conscious decision of do you want to be born or not born which you know that's impossible but i i don't know i mean it would have been it would have been a 50 50 for me I, i'd have to flip a coin <laughs> i mean like but like it's those kind of people where you know it would be like you know do i owe you you know, did I ask for the condom to break whenever you're fucking that dude for 50 bucks behind the truck stop? Because I can only imagine <laughs> that the people that 
the people that would say that are the kind of people who would do that. Right. You know, because I mean, they're uh, ethically and morally deprived fucking reprobates that just should be whipped with a fucking metal hose. But I mean, mm. the, the, the logic is insane to me because I mean, it seems to me that a child and parent should be mutually beneficial event should be symbiotic and parasitic and hydration. That's true. Wait, now, wait. now, as far as that goes, because you know, this was, this predates, um, like the, the social security and uh, social welfare where, you know, you had kids and then you raise them up to be as successful as humanly possible. And then they go on to be successful people. And hopefully they're not fucking morally evil people. So they still give a shit about you. And then whenever you're old and fucked up and you can't walk or whatever anymore, then they take care of you. That's how society's functioned up like forever up until like the last half century, whenever we had social security and now the government takes care of you once you reach a certain age. So, I mean, you know, this, I say this because this is where it's at on my screen is exactly the way that it has worked up till like literally the last half century up until the, the, the institution of, of, of uh, socialized welfare that, you know, now, now we have basically we've told, you know, children once you're 18, fuck your parents. You know I mean? Like fuck them, forget them, put them beside. You don't need them anymore. What the fuck did they ever know anyway? I mean, like, and, and I mean, like, but but you know, and back then, you know, that's not necessarily that wasn't necessarily true. But now I feel like I feel like now it's a lot more true than it was back then. You know, because now your parents probably really don't know anything. I mean, like your parents are probably uneducated animals. That's awful. It's sad. I mean, you should still take help take care of your parents because it's fucked up if you don't. I'm yeah. just saying. I'm it's sorry. sad. I feel you, dude. It's, it's sad. I feel you. I mean, don't depend. This is my 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 small political soapbox. Don't depend on the government to take care of your fucking parents. You know, I mean, come on, come on, take care of your fucking parents. What's wrong with you? Put them in a nice nursing home. The diminished value of the family unit in America is truly depressing. It is. And I could spend an hour and a half podcast talking about it, and I <laughs> will not get into it right now because I can see Neil trying to do the. <laughs> we're we're approaching the 90 minute mark <laughs> you practically watched an entire movie now and nobody got naked how disappointing <laughs> no it's not it's not disappointing at all ah uh, jesus ah uh, jeez wrap it up i want to kill noobs yeah yeah okay all right all right well guys I really appreciate you guys stopping by. I mean, we got a lot of you tonight. That was awesome. Um, thank you so much for the chatting, the chatter, and the feedback. Um, it definitely helped uh, move things along, especially when we had that, you know, dead space there a little bit. <laughs> um, I like dead space. It's a good game. Uh, I hope that we didn't offend anybody, and if we did, you should realize that it's okay to disagree with people and uh, not be mad. <laughs> Uh, that being I said... Feel like, I feel like that's pointed. No, no, just anybody... I feel in like you're talking to me. No, no. No, we Trump get along just fine. Trump 2020. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. Anyways, um, like I said, thanks for dropping by. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. If you like what you saw, like what you heard, please like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. Take a look at, uh, you know, our website, www.dashofthegentleman.com. 
And, I mean, shoot us an email if you want to. Mail at dash gentleman.com. We're here. We're here for you. We'd like you we take, we take subject requests. We, we do. I mean, if you want us to talk about something that we haven't talked about yet, or even if we have, and you'd just like to hear more about it, we bullshit about everything. It's crazy. Just, just, we all, we, we're, so, we're so fucking opinionated, it's disgusting. Just, just fucking tell us. But tell us something. But yeah, no, <laughs> I appreciate it. Anyways, we will see you next time. Until then, see you later. Goodbye, Frank. Bye, Frank. <laughs> Dude, say it in a girl's voice. Look at this photograph. Every time I do it, makes me laugh. <laughs>